and welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. How's everyone doing today? Good, good. How are you? What have you been up to? <laughs> what are you, uh... What are you playing at? What was that? Oh, I thought you would cancel it and start again. Oh, no. No, no, no. We're leaving that now. No! I'm not getting rid of it. Get rid of it. No. It's the start of the episode. I can't go with that. Uh, yeah, so anyway, welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. <laughs> now we can carry on. How are you? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Um, so, what's been going on? Nothing's been going on, I suppose. Yeah, it's been... Uh... You know, everyone knows it's been a lockdown-y. Lockdown-y. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't do an episode last week, which, um, sorry about that. Sorry. We, it just, uh, we just didn't didn't have time to do one, as weird as that sounds with everything that's going on. But uh, we've got some other stuff on the go at the moment that just kind of took over and, yeah, it was too... Uh, it's too late to record one because you're still you're still working. So, yes. Um, like I'm not working anymore. I think last time I recorded an episode, I said that I was still at work, but now I'm not at work. My work is closed for now, but you're doing a job where you can work from home. So you are. Yes. So it's not too uh, different there. But you know what it's like. Like we have a set routine of doing everything. We have a set routine of the day that we record our episodes. And because everybody's routines are a bit of a mess at the moment we just couldn't couldn't get it in couldn't yes. get it in there um you know so yeah sorry about that i was going to post something saying um something about there not being an episode but i couldn't really work out a way to word it you know i couldn't really work out a way to put didn't do one because our routine's weird now because obviously like um i'm i'm not working so i'm i'm about all the time and obviously like the weekends are the days we're not at work so it's just trying to fit one in with the new routines and stuff um yeah going shopping is more stressful now yeah 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 that's uh that's something you've discovered is uh going shopping. Like, i'm not too it doesn't seem to be bothering me that much the whole uh because they let like one person in at a time i don't know where you are like what's going on in your country but like uh around here like all the major supermarkets are doing one person at a time, so like one in, one out, and you can go shopping as one person. Uh, and yeah, like you can do shopping like that, and you have to queue to go in, they're only letting so many people at once. Uh, and yeah, you're finding that really stressful, aren't you? Uh, I am, yeah. As far as like shopping goes, we've we found one supermarket that wasn't doing the one in, one out thing, um, and we're letting people shop. In groups but it looks like they might have changed that as well but we're not sure yet we're gonna have a look so but i think for the time being i am gonna have to do all the shopping because uh you're not gonna want to go into these places yeah i find it a little little bit stressful yeah but but yeah apart from that like our uh i guess you've just got to adapt i don't know how hard it is for other burgers out there for adapting to this because obviously like if you do have a set routine it depends what it is but obviously it's going to have an impact either way. Uh, I know a lot of people think that they will be fine, I suppose, because you, well, not them, not the person themselves, not the autistic person themselves thinking that, but I think a lot of people would think that 
being on the spectrum, you know, because you don't like going out, you mm. don't like socialising anyway. I know when, like, the social distancing thing came in, initially everybody was like, oh, yeah, well, if you're on the spectrum, you know, there were loads of burgers saying, this is what I do day in, day out anyway, so I'm not particularly bothered about this, but um, it's not even that. I think it's just that, obviously, we have set routines, but there are parts of it that are going to be impacted by this anyway. Uh, and obviously, there's people out there that have, like, health anxieties and that kind of thing, so this might be worrying them as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I suppose also if one of your uh, special interests or just general escapism, like we've we've spoken about it before, but I feel like a lot of people on the spectrum have some form of escapism that helps them to cope with, you know, like everyday life. Like for you, it's playing computer games. And for yeah. me, it's reading or doing some sort of puzzle. Um, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there where their form of escapism is outside, which to an extent I have that with running, um, and, and you run too. So yeah. uh, running is, I guess, a, a form of escapism as well, but say that's your main thing. If it's an outside activity that you are now restricted on doing, you either can only do it for, you know, a short amount of time. It, if it counts as exercise, you can only here in the UK, you can do like, I think one form of exercise a day, you can go out once and you know, you can't really, you can't stop, you have to, and you have to do it on your own, no more than groups of two, and it, two people if they're in the same household, so I think it's, is that as well, like, say your form of escapism is being outdoors, but it might just be not a form of exercise, just something outdoors that you now can't do, I'm, I'm sure that's also incredibly difficult, I mean, it's difficult, like, from what I've seen on social media, it's difficult for people who aren't on the spectrum, it's difficult for everybody, obviously um having the the rules in place and knowing what's allowed what's not allowed and uh, being sort of i i suppose told what to do and i know it's for the best but of course it is difficult so yeah. i i'm i think of course it can it can be difficult for burgers as well yeah 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 <laughs> if um. that made sense yeah, and obviously, like, this uh, going into supermarkets, like, one person at a time is difficult. We went to a supermarket where they were only letting one in at a time, but we it was it's not one of our normal ones. We had to go there specifically because it has things that we can't get the other ones. We go there, like, this particular one, like, once every month or so because there's only certain items we can get there we don't normally go. And we went there and we drive there and we got to it and they're only letting, like, one person at a time. And I know that uh i had to basically explain to the like because they have like bouncers yeah or like doormen outside them now i had to explain to them that we can't be well that we had to go in together and i had to explain that we were autistic and we're not going in separately because that's not going to happen and we have to go in together and they let us in but i know that uh you in particular weren't that comfortable with that no i've never told a stranger that i'm on the spectrum before in my life and i have never willingly told anyone either. Like, it's never been a thing that's come out deliberately. I suppose they do on the podcast, but it's a bit different than face-to-face. But I've never... I've only ever told people if they've asked me, and that was only my family, like, my immediate family, who asked me because they knew that I was getting the test sort of done. Yeah. So after that, and it was a couple of weeks after, I didn't just willingly give the information. They just were like, oh, by the way, how did that go? And then I went, oh, yeah, it turns out I, 
am or whatever, but I have never just told someone and definitely never told someone that I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was it was a bit it was a bit much for me. I didn't like it. Yeah, no, I said it. Um and I said it to the security guard guys who'd let us both in at the same time, you know, and um yeah, uh, and you were weird about it. Like, I was just going to do it. I kind of knew it was going to happen. And I also... Because there's not really been something put in place for those that are autistic, I don't think, um, to go in together, you know, because I've seen that parents are allowed to take their children in um, because you can't leave children around. And I do feel like if you were coming with me, then, you know, you, we should both be allowed in at the same time. So we did, you know, we we did get in. We did get in as a pair. Um, you know, it was fine, but yeah, it was weird because I said it and you felt a bit... It was interesting because you were kind of saying that you didn't think that... Uh, you thought that we were like... I think you thought that we were like faking or something you kept saying. It felt like... Like, we obviously... We're, we're not. We're, we're both on the spectrum and not that it means that you are or aren't, but we're both diagnosed. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, there was part of me that felt uncomfortable about doing it. And I think it was stemming down to the really common thing of you don't look autistic, which I don't really like. It's a stupid thing to say anyway, because what does autism look like? It does not have a look to it. But I felt like, I don't know, I was looking at us and I was like, do people do people think we're faking this because we just want, you know, like special treatment or we're just being stubborn and going, we're not going in on our own. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, just thinking about it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You almost didn't come in. I almost had to give you uh, the car keys and you were just going to go sit in the car. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really funny about getting any sort of special treatment like I don't want it there's a part of me that feels like oh I don't really deserve that because I don't need it I know there's people on the spectrum that struggle with certain things more than I do and I think they need it but I'm okay even though this is one of the things that I actually really struggle with going into anywhere on my own is stressful I don't know for some reason I'm like oh yeah but I I could if I really forced myself even though you know it might cause something like a meltdown or something I don't know Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm. I see. The thing is, is, is I'm fine with going into places uh, like this on my own. Um, I can just do it. And everywhere we go, uh, when we go anywhere together, I have to be the one that goes in first, and you just follow me into places. Um, but if I wasn't able to go into supermarkets by myself or shops by myself, and I needed somebody with me, no matter who it was, um, like it's it's not like I need particularly like a carer or a social worker. Like you know, if I had was basically if I was the same as you, yeah, um, I'm not sure what we'd do, like for food and stuff at the moment, um, other than having to basically say. I'm autistic. And then, you know, it kind of comes down to the do you look autistic, you know, thing again, you know, like I, because obviously like Asperger's in particular, there's there's no way to look disabled. You don't look like you've got some sort of disability. So, do you know, I mean, you kind of just got to say it and hope that, um, hope that like the person you're telling believes you basically. I mean, I know you were talking about if we have to do this again, you were like, I'm bringing my diagnosis with me. I'll just take it with me and we'll uh, we'll just do it that way. Like, I know you were joking, but yeah. like, you know, I mean, and I just thought like, I suppose that's, that's, that's like an extreme, but that is like the only thing you can do because it's not like an obvious, 
obviously other levels of autism they're, they're more obvious i suppose you can tell that somebody is we've you know we've discussed this you know uh, a few times some people are what's classed as like obviously autistic so you know they'd just be allowed in and i'm sure there are people that are seen as having some sort of mental disability and they're allowed in like straight away you know but like asperger's is one of those forms of autism where it's not obvious you know it's not obvious at all and you know some of us can go into shops by ourselves some of us can't so there's not even like a well they can't do that so you know so you have to kind of just hope that the person you're explaining it to just understands and I know what you mean because we don't look yeah like we've got a disability I can see the issue of one telling a security guard you know let us both in because we're both on the spectrum uh, and we can't be doing this I know you didn't want to sit in the car on your own you know um so like it was I knew you'd want to come around with me and I knew that if you didn't come in you'd have felt guilty not coming into the shop and making me go in so because we'd both come out there but then I know that you thought while we were going around uh, the going around the supermarket, I think because you know everybody else that was going in was going in singularly mm. or going in on our own. Uh, I know you felt a bit weird because we were going around as a pair, yeah, and you were worried that people could see us and be thinking like, well, why are these two in together? You know, like had you somehow managed to sneak in, yeah, so we could go around the shops together, and you thought we were breaking some sort of weird rule buying there together, you know, yeah, um. Because the security card had left us, let us both in at the same time. But, you know, like, you just got to do what you got to do. Like, it's, it is what it is. Like, you know, you've got to do what's good for your particular autism. You can't just, you know, put yourself through even, you know, things are stressful. So at the moment, you don't want to make it like even more stressful. So like I was, I was fine. And obviously we're lucky in the sense of that I can just do all the food shopping until, you know, people are allowed in pairs or back to normal. Yeah. Like, that's fine. It's, it's not a problem for me. I'm not at work anyway. You know, like, my work's not going to open for however long this is going on for. So it yeah. doesn't make a difference to me going to the shops, you know, by myself. Um, and I used to have, like, really bad health anxiety a long time ago, like, a couple of years ago. Uh, I think I've mentioned before, like, every time I get a cough or, you know, a sneeze, I used to think it was something really bad. But weirdly, with this going on, I have not felt in any way like worried that I might get it or what yeah. happens if I get it and all this stuff. Like I've not, I've not had the thoughts of that. So I've not been too fussed, you know, I've, you know, and especially in these like times we see people walking around with like masks on their face. Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing that, and I used to see that all the time, you know, like when you, you know, like before this, you used to look at countries where there'd be people walking around with masks and you just think like, Oh, you know, like what's going on there? Like yeah. that's uh, why are they wearing them? Why is nobody else wearing them? That seems dangerous. That used to kind of thing used to worry me, but now it's actually happening. I'm like completely fine with it. I haven't, I haven't felt worried or concerned at all about everything that is going on. Oh, that's good. But yeah, I mean, it just it comes back to, uh, you know, it's 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 a disability that no one can see. But then I suppose for you, you don't want people knowing anyway, so. Oh, yeah. normally in any other situation you'd be fine with uh the fact that it's not visible yeah but right now uh i suppose it's not really uh it's not really a thing i mean it's it's autumn autism awareness week this week i don't know if yeah. that's in this country i've seen it everywhere on facebook at the moment but uh i'm not sure if it's happening here i just know that it's autism actually no i think it is happening here because i think i heard it on the radio that they said that it is Autism Awareness Week this week, but I guess this week it's not really uh, 
I suppose it's not really going about the same way. Yeah. I suppose there's not really much you can do about it apart from, uh, you know, do like social media posts and that kind of thing. But if you're worried about like everything that's going on, you don't want to be constantly on social media anyway because it's full of uh, it's full of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose I, I, yeah. I mean, I do. Do you feel any weirder? Has it made you feel more autistic, less autistic? No. Because you're someone that doesn't even really think about your autism. No. Like that much, like at all, really. So, yeah. 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 Um, I don't really have a, like a topic for today. Ah, I thought you did. <laughs> no, no. I thought about a few. Like the one we've been meaning to do for a while is loneliness. Um, but I'm not sure about doing loneliness as a topic. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know. I mean, because loneliness is something that so we've been asked a couple of times now to do an episode on it. And do people on the spectrum really ever feel lonely? Um, you know, we've both lived on our own at some point. Uh, I li- I was on my own for, well, I say I was on my own, I was in a house share for like three years, um, which to be honest, I was kind of on my own because I didn't really talk to anybody else that I lived in the building with. But obviously I used to go to work, so I used to see people at work all the time. And I always feel like, because I was at work all the time, you know, like, because my work, because I've always worked in retail, my work's quite social, so... Mm. By the time I get home from work, I've just been around people all day, like customers, members of staff, that kind of thing. Um, so when I get home, you know, I just want to be at home. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be around anybody anyway. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to socialize. So I would just do that and then not not want to see anybody anyway. So I don't know if I've ever really like been alone alone, you know. Um, I thought about it and I don't think I'm someone that, like needs other people around me all the time but I don't think that I could it's it's hard to it's hard to try and work out if I would be because I have lived by myself a couple of times I've lived by myself um but like once again because I was having a I had work to go to at the same time Mm. not really an issue um the couple of times I've been unemployed um, the first time I was unemployed, I was still living back home. Uh, and then the second time I was unemployed, I had a girlfriend. And I suppose I went a bit weird. You know, that's the thing that happened is I went a bit weird during that time. But that's because I was on my own every day. Like my ex, Emily, because she was a paramedic, she does like 12 hour shifts a day. So there was times when like if she was at work where I'd be alone for like 12 hours a day. Uh, and then if she was working nights, I suppose she'd go to bed when I was getting up. Yeah. And then she'd go to work like so so there's like only like two hours a day or so that I would see her. Um but I don't think I've ever really experienced feeling lonely, you know. And right now with everything that's going on and the lockdown and that kind of thing, me and you are, you know, locked down together. So mm-hmm. like I see you all the time anyway. Yeah. Um so I don't know if I've ever really felt like actual loneliness. And obviously there's loads of people that think that people on the spectrum want to be by themselves and don't like to be around other people. But I'm not sure that's like 100% true either. I do think like some people, uh, a few people I know that are autistic need to have other people around them and not just the for the reasons that you think, you know, not just the um, because they need someone to like help them you know, live and yeah. like function through their day. I think some people just need the, to have people around them. There's loads of people on the spectrum that are in relationships with people. 
or do seek out relationships with people, you know, um, whether that's family or they like to have friends or they want to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or that kind of thing. Um, there are quite a few out there that seek that kind of thing out all the time. And, you know, and I've always had, I've always been in and out of relationships for as long as I can remember, at least from like the ages of like 15, I've been in relationships with people. So I've never like, um, not been with someone. I mean, there's been, like I said, there's like three years where I didn't have a relationship, but like I said, I was in and out of work all the time. But I, you know, I always then decide, oh, actually, I do want to be in a relationship with someone and I get myself into relationships with people. So, you know, if I was really like wanting to be on my own, I wouldn't do that, you know. I wouldn't seek that out if solidarity, even though I've talked about, I prefer like being on my own and I like to go days where I don't talk to people or interact with people. Um, it's something that I like to do. I like to... I suppose talk to people and be with people and you know I've I've moved I've lived with other I've lived with like girlfriends I've you know been in long-term relationships for quite like long periods of time and even though they didn't work out I don't think it's whatever and sometimes I get to the end of a relationship with someone and I think well, that's it I don't want to be with anybody else now you know this didn't work this was like it was quite stressful with all the socializing I had to do you know, I had to be there with someone, I had to listen to their day, I had to like be interested in what they were doing, you know, I had like feelings towards them, I had to be concerned about their welfare. And in my head, I'm always thinking like, once this ends, you know, because I always used to think this ends, then that's it, I'm going to be my myself, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm not going to be with anybody else now because it was too much stress, it was like all the emotional things, all the stuff you have to do and all, you know, the things you've got to do this... You don't really, you can't really do your own thing all day. You know, you want to, you know, I mean, like sometimes I just want to play like a computer game for ages, but the person I'm with, you know, they want me to go to this thing yeah. or, you know, watch this movie with them or they want to talk about their day. I don't want to talk about my day. Do you know, so there's weird like compromises you have to make. And I used to think like if I was by myself, I wouldn't have to make these compromises yeah. and I would be fully in control of my routines like even when I lived in the house share like I've mentioned before even though I didn't have a girlfriend uh, I wasn't in a relationship with anyone um and I did have the people I worked with and you know when I first moved into this house share I knew some of the people that lived there and then I didn't know some of the people that lived there you know and then eventually everybody I knew moved out and then the people that moved in they all spoke a different language to me and they didn't speak English and, you know, I couldn't understand any of them anyway. So we didn't talk, yeah. um, but they all spoke the same language. So there was like six people in the same house and I was the only one that spoke English and they all spoke um, Korean. So they were all they all knew each other. Okay. They were all studying at the language university down the road. They'd all moved in at the same time because weirdly the house I was living to at one point I was the only person living in there for yeah. like two weeks and then they all moved in at once and then I was like oh, okay so and I lived like that for like six seven months so in that situation as much as I'm on my own and I think you can do your own thing I was kind of could do my own thing within the confines of my bedroom you know yeah um which I didn't <sighs> You know, I couldn't just go to the kitchen when I wanted. I couldn't go to the bathroom when I wanted, you know, so it wasn't really the same. So I kept thinking, like, when I'm on my own, I will do my own thing. You know, I'll have my own routines. I'll have my own everything. So that's what I want. Uh, and I moved out of there and I moved into a place where I lived by myself. And I lived by myself for, like, five, six months. 
And then, you know, I found myself looking for people to be in a relationship with. You know, before you know it, I was like actively looking for a girlfriend all of a sudden. I yeah. finally got the thing I wanted after like three years of, you know, living in a house show. I was in control of all my own routines. I could do my own thing. I could just, you know, think what I wanted to think, do what I wanted to do, have my own, like, everything. And then, yeah, I started looking for a relationship. And then I got into a relationship with... um. I can't remember what at the time, but I got into a relationship and then, you know, I had to give up these things I was doing, these set routines I had, I had to change them, I had to, like, let them do things with me, I had to do this stuff. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, this is fine and stuff, but then when the relationship was coming to an end, I was just thinking, good, I'm going to go back. Do you remember when you used to live on your own? Do you remember how good that was? <laughs> like, you know, you could just do everything, that's what you should do. You should just be by yourself, being by yourself is what you want to do. So then I just thought, that's it, I'm going to be on my own now. Uh, and then... You know, I was on my own for a bit and then I started looking for somebody else again. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure me particular as a burger, as much as I think about, I could just do my own thing and I could, you know, be my own person and I've got my own like routines and stuff. For some reason, I would say that I've been in a relationship more in my adult life anyway. So from like 15 to now, uh, you know, it's like the last 20 years. I would say out of those 20 years, I've spent more time with someone than not with someone. Okay. So I'm not sure for me if uh, being on my own is something that I particularly want, which obviously as a burger, I would have 100% said, you know, we're autistic. So, you know, we prefer to be by ourselves. But uh, What was it that made you start looking for relationships? You said that you were by yourself for a couple of months and then after a couple of months you started actively looking for a relationship. What was the drive to do that? I have no idea. Was there like a feeling of loneliness or boredom or what was it? What was the thing? Because you've said that when in a relationship you thought, oh, when I'm on my own I can do... I can play as much like computer games as I want and I don't have to compromise and I don't have to meet this other person's needs. So what was it about being on your own that you thought if I'm in a relationship, I can? Nothing, nothing. And, you know, like when I was in relationships, I used to spend all the time trying to forcefully get my own like burger routines in. So I used to try and fit like as much like computer game stuff as I can and my own things and, you know, trying to decide my own routines and I would say that like in a lot of relationships I was in I was the more dominant one out of the two because I was always trying to forcefully this is what we're doing I need to do this I need to do this and I need to do this uh, and I was still trying to get that in place and then sometimes becoming annoyed that I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do because the person I was with you know didn't want to do them or we yeah. couldn't do them so I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting because I couldn't tell you what it is that made me look for somebody, you know, to be in a relationship with. But I would do it. I found myself like looking for somebody to be with anyway. Like even when, you know, so it was weird. I got the things I wanted. But then once I'd got them, I was just like, yeah, yeah. But like now all I need to do is I need to get myself a, a girlfriend. And, you know, sometimes I used to think it was a, the masking thing. I didn't want people to know I was, I suppose, not autistic, but know anyone was different. So I used to think that the reason I look for a girlfriend is because then no one will know, you know, I'll seem normal. I'll seem like everyone else because being in a relationship with someone is the normal thing that NT people do. Yeah. So I used to think that that was the reason why I did it because I thought, you know, NTs, they, uh, 
they have to have a partner or they're always looking for a girlfriend or boyfriend or, you know, um, so that's what they do. So that's what I need to do because that's the normal thing. You know, it, it ties in with my need for like to have a career and, uh, you know, all the things I've mentioned before that I'm after um, because that's what NT people do. So therefore I should do them. Otherwise people will realize I'm not NT. Yeah. So I used to think that that's the reason I wanted a girlfriend. But like after diagnosis uh, and after the majority of people, if not everybody that I knew and who I was masking with knew I was on the spectrum anyway, um, I still did it. So it's, uh, it's weird. I don't understand the thing. And sometimes, you know, some of the, the, I think I was in a relationship after I got diagnosed, they used to joke that it was because they were secretly my carer. Um, obviously they didn't mean it, but they used to say it yeah. sometimes, you know, as a joke, they'd say like, oh, it's because I'm your carer. I, you know, return stuff to shops for you. And, you know, I'll do this for you. And, you know, when you can't make a phone call, I'll make the phone call for you. And, um, you know, stuff like that, stuff that, you know, burgers in general have issues with, you know, opening certain mail and all that stuff. Yeah. So she used to joke that she did all that for me. And that's why I was in a relationship because, you know, with me as well, because I cope quite well. I've had social workers, I've had key workers uh, and things like that. And they've all kind of tried to help me, but then realized there's not much they can do for me because I'm quite independent and I'm able to do a lot of things that other people they've ne met or know that have Asperger's can't do. So I've had a lot of social workers and key workers and that thing, just not, they just kind of, they see me for like a few weeks and then they just go, you know what, you, we, you don't need me. And then they disappear. So um, I remember I had a key worker when I was living on my own. And then when I got in a relationship specifically with Emily, Emily started doing everything that all the key workers did. So the key worker used to like sort all my bills out and make phone calls for things that I couldn't do. Uh, and, you know, bits and bobs that I couldn't do. And then when I got with Emily, Emily used to do all that stuff for me anyway, that the key worker would would do their like fortnightly meetings with me and just be like, um, you don't need me for anything. Yeah. Like you don't need me to do anything because you, it's all done. You know, yeah. Emily had all done it. And then that was it. It's just like, you don't need us. And then they, they disappeared. So, you know, I always kind of felt like that's, you know, I know she, she like they used to joke that that's that's why I was in a relationship was because I kind of secretly need like a carer of some description and I get into relationships because then it fills that thing. But that that only happened when I was diagnosed pre-diagnosis. People I got into relationships with, obviously, they didn't do all that stuff for me because I used to just try and do it on my own anyway. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know why I've got into them. I don't know if it's because I feel lonely. I'm not that touch with like my emotions in general anyway. So like I, if I did feel lonely, I wouldn't recognize that's what it is. You know, you're much better at recognizing what certain feelings are. So I guess if you felt lonely, you'd know that's what that was. Yeah. Whereas for me, I don't know, I, I do feel stuff. But a lot of the time, I don't know what it is that I'm feeling. It's not that my emotions aren't there. It's just... I have a really hard time of it trying to figure out what's going on with me. You know, sometimes I, I feel stuff physically and I think, why is that? But then I can't work it out. Um, like just recently, it was my birthday, uh, Tuesday just gone. And uh, I was being weird like the day after, I think. Yeah, no, Thursday. 
Thursday, like a couple of days after I was doing odd stuff and I was trying to work it out and I couldn't work out what it was. And then, you know, after talking to you for a bit, we worked out it's because my birthday had just been and I, uh, I get weird around my birthday. Yeah. And that's all it was. So I always feel like if I did feel lonely, I wouldn't know. And then maybe that's why I ended up, you know, getting into relationships because I wanted to to not feel that. But I honestly don't think I do because, you know, I can go a long time on my own. Yeah. And have done. And I wouldn't say that I missed it or I wouldn't say that I was, like, miserable or something. It's... Uh, but something led you to seek out a yeah. relationship, a partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, just makes me think it's it's weird because after after all relationships, I just, they, I get as they're about to end. I always have this like feeling of relief that they're about to end, and I think, good, I can have my life back now, and I can go back to doing my own thing. And I'm never getting in a relationship. I always do it. I'm always just like I'm never getting in a relationship again now. Like that's it. No more relationships for me. I'm just going to be solitary. That's how I want it to be. That's that's how I want to be. I don't want to be with the people. I don't know why I keep getting with people. But yeah. then, you know, four or five months down the line, I'm like, oh, wait, now I'm with this person. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that's because I don't like being by myself or I do feel lonely or if it's some other other reason that I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. How about you? <laughs> um, well, I think... For me, I am quite, I'm good at being on my own. Um, Probably, I suppose, better than a lot of people. I enjoy my own company and I know what I like. So I have strong interests of my own. So I'll happily sit and read by myself or, you know, solve puzzles by myself, do equations by myself. Just hanging out alone is fine. Um, I don't have any problem with that. I don't really feel the need to, I suppose, be with other people. And sometimes I do, but then I get in this weird conflict, um, I suppose, in my brain because sometimes I think, oh, well, maybe I should hang out with someone. So I'd be, say I've been on my own for, I don't know, like, for example, my first year of university, I was single um I lived in a flat so there was five of us living in the same flat but we were all really independent we had ensuite bathrooms in our um in our bedroom so it was kind of like your own little pod the only thing that was shared was the kitchen area and we weren't very close as a flat we didn't really hang out very often at all so it felt very much like independent living without them. It's not like we all used to, you know, make dinner together and sit around and eat it together. Most of the time you didn't even see anyone else. Like I would go into the kitchen, make my dinner, take it to my bedroom. I wouldn't see anyone. And then I'd sit in my bedroom and eat my dinner. So I lived in a flat pretty, pretty much independently. I didn't have a job and I didn't have a partner. So I went to university, but it was first year you didn't have to go in that often I think I was only in like three days a week um and I lived very much by myself I didn't really go on nights out and that 
if anyone's been to university, that's pretty much the only time people hang out. I know they hang out with their flatmates more, which I didn't. And I know there are things to do, but for the most part, the only real socialising that happened was going on nights out. And that wasn't something that I did. So I spent a lot of time on my own, completely on my own, not seeing anyone, not talking to anyone. Um, and I quite liked it. I was fine. I would get this occasional sense of feeling lonely, I think. So it, it does happen and I would feel a bit like, oh, I haven't, I haven't really spoken to anyone or I don't, maybe it's a, maybe almost like a, a tinge of boredom, but I don't, I don't get bored very often. Um, I'm more likely to be lonely than bored because I will just sleep um, if, if I've got nothing to do. Um, so I would, I'd, I'd think, oh, okay, I'll, I'll make an effort to, you know, there's some people that after this lecture are going to the, the uni bar. Um, so there was like a little pub in the university. So we'd go there. They did food, they did alcohol and people would just get, you know, some booze and some food. So I'd be like, yeah, I'll go with them. And then I think this is a good idea. This will help. And then I would spend the whole time I was sat there thinking, I'm not enjoying this. This is uncomfortable. This is awkward. I want to go home and be by myself again. So I, I feel like I get these weird little conflicts in my head where I think, yeah, that'll be a good idea. That'll be nice. And then as soon as I start doing it, I think, no, I'm not enjoying this at all. And that happens to me quite a lot. Um, I think I, I think I do experience loneliness, but it's a lot more what I seek out is not, you know, big groups of friendships and hanging out with multiple people. I think I seek out more one-on-one -on -one or very small, intimate groups of people. Um, I enjoy singular friendships more than group friendships. And I, like, for me, just seeing one other person is fine. That will, I suppose, fill any need that I might have for human interaction. I don't need multiple people. I don't need loads of time. So if I just see like one person every so often, that is enough to keep me, I suppose, topped up. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that's why where I would be more likely to enter into a relationship because then that's kind of it. I've ticked off my box. That's like my friend, my partner, everything in sort of in one. And then I don't really worry about any any other outside world. Um, I find that with me, my preferred way of social interaction is like I listen to the radio a lot uh, or I listen to podcasts. And in a way that feels like I'm with friends. I listen to these people talking and that to me is kind of like I'm in a, a friendship group listening to people talk to me. And even though I'm not saying anything, I'm perfectly comfortable not speaking anyway. So that for me is kind of my social interaction. I guess that sounds kind of sad, but that's that's just what I enjoy doing um, as opposed to being, I feel a lot more pressure being in groups. So I feel like I do get lonely, um, but it's just not to the, the same extent. And, you know, when I'm with someone, like I had the same as you with relationships, I often felt uh like I was having to do things that I didn't want to do uh or compromising with other people's needs but I think what actually sometimes with relationships I could feel 
lonelier than if I was on my own because I felt like I was so misunderstood that that made me feel lonely. So I feel like it was a difficult thing for me because sometimes it would amaze me that people just wouldn't get me. They just didn't understand me, I suppose, as a person. And that's probably not their fault. It's probably, well, I don't know. I was going to say it's probably my fault, but I don't want to be too blamey either. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was no one's fault, but I just felt like misunderstood. And I feel like when you feel misunderstood, that can be lonelier than being on your own. Because if you are with this person that's supposed to be for me like if I'm in a relationship as I said that's like my best friend my partner my bit of social interaction but then if I feel like that person just doesn't get me they don't understand what I like what I need what I want then that's kind of makes me feel really distant and I yeah it does for some reason make me feel more alone than if I'm listening to a podcast where you know, it just feels like, oh, they get me, <laughs> even if they're not really speaking to me. Um, so I, I found that if I was, I felt more lonely by being, not that someone would ever control me, but I felt more lonely being told what I can and can't do, even though they weren't necessarily telling me that, but say I was having to compromise by not watching the thing I wanted to watch or reading for as long as I wanted to. That made me feel lonely because I felt more trapped, I suppose, and isolated. Um, and it, that was more of a struggle than if I were to be on my own. So I understand what you're saying about wanting to get out of the relationship so you can do your own thing. But then seeking something, there is, I think it is loneliness where you just, you're then on your own and you think, especially for us, and I know other people on the spectrum as well, but I know it's not everyone, but for some people on the spectrum that are like we are, you don't have like this big group of friends. You don't have people you hang out with. So as soon as you are single or not in a relationship, it might be that you then just don't see people for a really long time, um, which can can be difficult, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the... I didn't like having... Uh going out in groups or having groups of friends. Yeah. I'm not good with having groups of friends. I have loads of people that I know uh, that I'm friends with, I suppose, or I guess they think we're friends uh, is a better description of that. But I don't really see people as friends. So I have a lot of people that I know, but I don't see... I, w I would say right now I don't really have friends um, in the same way that other people see it. I guess I've just got people that I know better than others. Uh, and can interact with them easier than others is the better description of like, yeah. what I would consider. But yeah, once you've got a, um, once I was in a relationship, I kind of felt like all the boxes were ticked at that point. I had someone I could interact with, someone that knew me better than they knew me, someone that I guess I would consider a friend and someone that's reliable. And then obviously they're your, other, they're your partner as well. So you kind of just, I feel like it's all that one person, that one person has everything yeah. that I need out of, uh, you know, human interaction, I suppose. Yeah. Obviously, family's different because that's that's not the same as friends. You know, you can be friends yeah. with your family, but family's like a completely different thing altogether. Obviously, your partner that you're with can't really fill the family slot because, yeah. you know, for me anyway, because there's the black and white, you've got to be related <laughs> yeah. to do that one. So it doesn't really uh, 
doesn't really work. But yeah, you've got this person that feels all the things that you need. Therefore, I mean, I used to do this thing that I used to, especially because I'm male, because I'm a guy. Guys always have this thing that, you know, you've got all your lad mates and you hang out as a lad and, you know, you do like lad things. Yeah. But then once you get a girlfriend, obviously, if you have a load of guys that you hang out with and then you get a girlfriend, you don't see them anymore. They see it as like you've just sacked all your friends off because you've got a girlfriend and they're not really your friends. And, you know, I don't know if that happens with girls so much because I've had I have a lot of girl mates as well. And saying they don't seem to like have the same issue but I do the same thing where I wouldn't see them as much once I was in a relationship yeah and that's not because like I didn't really think it's just because I feel like you've got this one person that's kind of doing everything that everybody else is was kind of doing but not really yeah so you don't need them anymore and that seems like kind of bad because obviously a lot of people assume what's happening is my the person I was with used to get a lot of trouble because he used to think we used to see us all the time and used to hang out all the time and now you've got this girlfriend you know you don't see us anymore. So some people just assume that it's the girlfriend that they've got a problem with. And yeah. I've had, I've been in relationships with people where the people that were my friends don't like the person I was with yeah. because I think that person I was with has stopped me from seeing everyone, Yeah, which isn't the case. It's just, I just think like, well, I don't need to hang out with you anymore now because I've got somebody else doing the same thing. Yeah. So like that's, that's me done. I mean, it does cause trouble sometimes in relationships because sometimes for me, the person I'm with might think that I'm being like, too intense i suppose i'm (laughs) not a clingy person like i don't get clingy but because i'm putting everything on this one person you're going to be my everything now you're going to do all this stuff for me so i don't need various different people that you know do the same things i suppose it's a bit like for me and it's a bit clinical i suppose to say it this way but it's kind of like you know like when you've got like a you've got like an mp3 player and then you've got like a mobile phone yeah and then you've got a laptop and then, you know, the smartphone comes out and it does all that stuff yeah. that everything else does. So you just think, oh, I don't need a laptop. I don't need an MP3 player. Uh, and I can just put it all into one thing. This one thing will do everything. It's like the multi-tool. Yeah. Like, so kind of like when I get into a relationship, it kind of it kind of does all that. Um, it's also kind of confusing, I think, because you, you put all of this into one person. Like, oh, brilliant. You can be my friend, my... Uh, not to use the word carer, but in some ways, yeah. But like when you are on the spectrum, it's some sometimes the person you're with does end up kind of supporting your um, needs, your autistic needs as well. Um, so so you you put this in, into one person, like you're going to be my friend, my partner, my you know in, in quotations carer, my everything. Um, but then also I feel like for a lot of people on the spectrum, we are quite independent in like, yeah, we do want you for all of that, but also we need a lot of alone time and a lot of time to not be doing stuff like you can be in the room, but I'm going to be doing my own thing and I'm not going to really acknowledge that you're there. Um, and I feel like that's also a little bit confusing because it's like, we want you to be everything, but also we want a lot of alone time. So it seems like intense, but then also like we're distant. Yeah, yeah, I, I've, I've definitely been in there when I've been in relationships where you, one day you're like, let's do this, let's do that, what's going on with you, what's going on here? And then the next day I'm just like, look, I'm going to do this, you go do something else. Yeah. And obviously for like, if you're NT and in a relationship with someone in the spectrum and that's how they're behaving, you just think like, what, so you hate me today? Yeah. Or, you know, I used to get that, what, so you don't like me today? Oh, no, you want me, like that kind of thing. And it's just like, no, it's just... That's just how it works. Like, it's nothing against you. It's just we need to be by ourselves. And then sometimes we don't. And then we do, you know, like in certain things require 
just to be on our own. Uh, and that's just how it is. But yeah, it's hard to put that into words with people. And they just think that you just think, okay, so you can't be bothered today. So you don't want to talk to me. But then also, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone and they're feeling a bit lonely and they come and talk to you and you're in your, I want to be on my own mood. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that, you know, arguments start that way. Yeah. You know, like a lot, I've had a lot of arguments with somebody for that reason. But, you know, when you haven't got a partner, when you haven't got a relationship and you are having loads of friends around, like I say, it's it's difficult. I don't feel like you could just not be in a relationship with someone and then just have like various different friends that feel different, like things that you need. Yeah. Because for me, that's tiring having to like, OK, so I want to do this today. So I need to see this person or, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit like this. So I'll go see them because they're good for that. You have to keep moving around. You have to socialize in bigger groups because a lot of people are like, let's have everybody around. Let's all do everybody at once. And then you kind of just don't know what to do with yourself because everybody's there. I always find that I try and zone in on one person, you know, like yeah. if I go to a house party or something like that or a night out and there's loads of people there, I tend to just pick the one person that's the person I want to interact with the most that night and then just try and stick to them. Yeah. But then like when you're in a club and everybody's out and everybody's like dancing and doing their own thing, you keep losing that person. And then there's other people that try and talk to you that, you know. But then you just think like, no, I don't talk to you. So you start looking for that other person yeah. again. Um, and that can get like really bad. Whereas obviously when you're in a relationship with somebody, it's, it's easier because there's that one person that you always do everything with. And then you haven't got to do nightclubs and all that stuff as well. Um, I don't know if that's actually cleared up anything on like whether they feel lonely or not. I guess there's something because you, you need, you have somebody, but then... Like I say, there's there's loads of burgers out there that are completely happy with just being on their own all the time. Yeah, there are. I mean, I think it's one of those things like do burger, can burgers feel lo- lonely? Yes, absolutely. But is it all of them? No, because we're like we've said so many times, like we are all different. We all have different needs. I would definitely say that I feel lonely, but I don't think that I I know some people that can't spend a day on their own let alone a week or a month or something whereas I feel like for me it can be a lot longer like I can go a really long period of time but there will come a point where I think oh I really fancy a bit of you know some sort of social interaction so I I think for me anyway like I know that I definitely do feel lonely and you know what sometimes I think I can have some social interaction and then I can wake up the next day and feel like I need some more so it's not like you know, I it, once I've seen someone, that's it. I'm covered for the next couple of months and then I need it again. Sometimes I will just get lonely for no reason, I, I guess. Um, whereas I can't, sometimes I will just go ages. Um, and I don't think it's something I think about very often either. I don't often think I need people right now. Um, and it's probably the same for you. Yeah, I don't, like I say, I'm... I still don't think that I get lonely. I think I just have like urges to do certain things with people or like urges to have someone around me. But it's not a, I feel lonely, therefore I need this. I think I just think like, I want to do this and I need somebody else to do this. Or, you know, I enjoy this person's company and I fancy doing that now. So I think for me, it's, I don't actually think that there's still a, I, I feel like, lonely or because I feel like the the thing of talking about being feeling lonely is you feel like 
it's like quite a negative emotion. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, you know, we, I'm quite, as far as emotions go, the negative ones are the ones I understand better than positive ones for me. But I wouldn't say that I've ever felt like sad or, you know, I, what I would imagine loneliness feels like. It's still one that I can't explain. So for me, the fact that I can't explain what loneliness feels like and I can only explain it based on what other people have said kind of tells me that I don't experience it. Because with me, the ones that I, you know, when I talk about like feeling happy and like things like that, and they're ones that I don't understand the feeling of feeling happy or feeling satisfied with something. Loneliness for me is one of those emotions that I don't recognize that's what that is. And I don't know what, you know, like someone said, explain it to me now. All I can tell you is it's, it must be a negative emotion because no one's ever talked about feeling lonely. Oh, good. I feel lonely today. You know, <laughs> such a, I'm so happy that I feel lonely today. Uh, that's, yeah. that's great. I've never heard it explained that way. So from my understanding of it, it is a bad thing. But I wouldn't say that I've ever experienced that. And I do experience, like I say, the negative ones more so. So if I did feel it, I feel like I'd know it uh, and I don't. So I just feel urges to do stuff with people um, more so. So I feel like oh, I want to do this and I want to do that or we should go do something or, you know, let's hang out or whatever. So I get those. It's more of a want than a I feel down kind of thing. It's... And like, it's for me, it feels the same as like, I fancy doing this, you know, I fancy playing some computer games, I, I want to bake something, you know, or um, I want to watch this film, or I want to go here, or I want to have that. My feeling towards other people, if I want to be around them, is that I get these like, strong urges to let's do something. Yeah. And um, I don't know if that like, is like, I guess my own way of I must feel lonely, because I can go ages without ever feeling that feeling of let's do something with someone. And then sometimes that's all I uh, feel and it seems like nothing else I can do will make that go away other than the thing that I want to do. Yeah. You know, like some emotions for me are like that. Um, I get this weird and I think it's to do with like um, ADHD with me is um, this feeling of you want to do something, but you don't know what it is, what you want to do. So you keep trying to do other things and there's still this urge of this isn't it do something else i get that a lot so like i'll be playing a game and i think it's not this game i want to play it's a different game so then i start looking at all my games and like i start reading the back of them and putting another one in and then playing that for about two minutes and go nope not this one take it out next one like play that and like no it's not this game take that out do this one and same with movies sometimes i'll watch a film and then i'm like 10 minutes in and i'm just like no take it out and then i'll start looking through all the dvds or you've watched me like continuously scroll through netflix for like hours on end just reading bits of stuff and going, no, it's not this, it's not this, this is not what I want. And I feel like I'm trying to fulfill something, but I can't work out what it is. Uh, and I know that's to do with like my attention thing. I just, I can't focus on stuff sometimes just at all. Yeah. And I keep just moving around till something that I can focus on comes along. And I always feel like it's a form of boredom. I feel bored, but it's more of a, I feel on edge. Like I feel like a weird, um, it's not anxiety, but it's it's something else. And yeah, I kind of get that um, sometimes when I'm on my own, where I just think I want to do something with someone. But I don't know who, and I don't know what. And I think in some cases that's what's driven me to like seek a relationship with someone. And I think when I was single for like three years or so, I think there was just, I was fine for three years. Like three years went, everybody was trying to like fix me up with people, everyone was trying to send me on dates. I kept 
kept going to like nights out with friends and there'd just be a random girl they brought with them that I'd never seen before. <laughs> and I'd be like, who's this? And why are they here? You know, how do they know them? And then somebody at some point would be like, oh, they brought them for you. And I'd be like, right. And like people did that for like three years. They just randomly, people would appear or I've got this friend, you know, she's like this or, oh, you should talk to her. And I'd be like, no, no, I'm not interested. No, I'm not interested. And then at some point at the end of the three years, suddenly I was like, wait, this is what I want to do now. Uh, I need to, you know, I need to meet someone. Um, so like, you know what I mean? Like for me, it's more of a, I just get this thing of, I want to be with somebody all of a sudden, but I, I don't really think it's a loneliness feeling. Um, I, I don't think I've ever actually felt alone um, about stuff. Yeah. So I don't think I do, but then equally, like I say, it's, it's interesting with me, I suppose, because I've never really been by myself either. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, you tend to be more in a relationship than... Yeah, yeah, I would say, like, I said, in the last 20 years or so, I've I've spent more of that. I would say, like, I mean, I can only really think of the longest period is three years, so, you know, and then there's, like, some months in between each relationship. So I reckon out of the last 20 years, I bet you probably in about five or six of them I was on my own, so... Yes. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to add or do you feel like, because you said you do feel. Well, yeah, I would say that I, I do feel lonely. It's just, it's difficult because I feel this urge to see people sometimes. But then when, I, like say, when I, I do it because I think, yeah, that, that would be good. That would be nice. And then I get there and then I think, actually, no, I'd rather be on my own. I take it back. <laughs> so it, it's difficult. Um, and yeah, I think. I think social interaction is good and I think it helps me. I think the longer I spend alone, the harder it is to get back into being social with people. Um, so I, I think it's probably good for me um, sometimes. But yeah, it's, it's a complicated one because like I say, it's not something that I feel often. I just know that it exists for me. Um, and I, I guess also with what you said briefly about family, um, that's there for me as well. So I suppose I'm never properly alone because I have my family. They don't live near me, but I speak to them. And I guess I go through waves of that as well. Like there's sometimes where, like obviously I love my family and they're great and everything, but there, there are some times where I don't, think about them it, not for like <laughs> not for months on end you know but there are there are some days for example where I don't think about my family that much but then there are other days where I do and I think oh I, it'd be really nice to speak to them I haven't spoken to them for a while um but then there are times where I think oh no like I'm all right I don't need to don't need to speak to them but then yeah it it does sort of come up in waves I mean I speak to my parents every week um just do like a it's not very long. It's like a 20 minute phone call or so, but I do that every week. Uh, so I, I, I never go long periods without speaking to at least my parents, but I've got my sisters as well. Um, I've got a brother-in-law and then my other sister's got a, a partner as well. So I speak to, I speak to all of them really. Um, like I would say that I've, I suppose I've always got that. So maybe that helps with not feed like, I don't feel the need to have hum sort of that 
as many friends because I think I've got quite a good relationship with my family I've got a niece I've got a nephew um so I get some videos of them all the time because they're really young um and yeah I'll 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 speak to all of my family (laughs) about stuff so yeah I suppose that in some ways helps as well because I've always got you know I've always got them to talk to so I don't know if that helps yeah, I mean, you know, going back to what's going on at the moment, I know a lot of people are talking about how they can't physically go see people and that's a problem for them. And they miss them because they can't physically go see them. Yeah. Whereas uh, I would say that I, for a few, if not a lot of people I know, you know, like a WhatsApp message or a, do you know what I mean, like a phone call, that's, that's, like, that's the same for me as had they have come round. You yeah. know, I feel the same way about it. So I feel like it's easier to manage than, I suppose, other people. I know a lot of people are struggling not being able to physically see people, but I feel like for me, like, a phone call or a text message that kind of does the same job as uh, physically being around them. Yeah. It would be the same with, like, friends or people that I knew, like, I mean, like, talking to them over Messenger, like, would have been the same as if they'd have come round. But I guess there's that thing there that a lot of NT people have where... The messenger or the Skype call or that kind of thing. It works kind of for now, but they need something bigger eventually, you know. Yeah, I suppose that that's one area where it hasn't been that different for me. I suppose if I lived where the rest of my family live, yeah, then I would have noticed more of a change because I'm sure I would then be seeing them physically frequently, um, probably every week. Uh, they see each other a lot. They're... Um, are ra- like round each other's houses a lot and they see each other a lot so I imagine if I lived there I'd notice a lot more of a difference but because I live so far away I all of our interactions are over the phone or whatsapp so I guess it doesn't it hasn't felt like such a big difference for me or it hasn't felt like a difference at all because that's how I usually communicate with them I don't actually see them in person very often yeah at all um so yeah like i think that i suppose that's the same for you as well like uh, i i don't don't see my family in person very often no. at all it's you know it's it's not like uh, an every month thing or an every week thing it's definitely more like you know a handful of times a year yeah 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 same for me as well i guess yeah i never really speak to anybody through text message or phone call anyway so i'm not really Whatever, and like I say, the other people that I'm not physically seeing are they're just the people I work with, and to be fair, like I don't really see them as any of them as friends anyway, so it, it doesn't really matter that I'm not seeing them. Like I'm not thinking about them or thinking like, oh, it'd be nice when we can all work together again. Yeah. You know, so there's not like, I know some people's workplaces, they are quite close uh, and that kind of thing, but mine, not so much. It's got a high turnover. Um and I don't have a lot of common with a lot of them, so I, I'm not like, oh, it'll be good when I can see them all again. It won't, so it's not really having much of an effect on me anyway. Um, But obviously, like, I don't know. I don't know how everybody else is dealing with uh, lockdown and that kind of thing. I don't know if you are feeling alone and that kind of thing. I, like I say, it's different for everybody on the spectrum with, like, everything. Some people need it. Um. You know, like there are like some stereotypes about autism that just aren't true and that we're all solitary, you know, is one of them. 
um, things about us not being able to feel emotions or empathy or sympathy or any of that kind of stuff, also not true. Some of us are the other way and we feel emotions and empathy stronger than NT people do. Uh, and we can feel stuff like being alone more than NT people do. So like it's it's not really a, a you know, one size fits all disability autism at all. There's not like some definite like givens on it that this is how this definitely works. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's why things like Autism Awareness Week and things like that are important because they make people realise these things. Um, there's like a podcast, I think, on the BBC at the moment about it. And they're talking about common misconceptions about autism. Uh, and they are ones like, we don't feel emotions. You know, we do. Me, not so much. Now, I've talked about me as a, as a thing, but you definitely do feel yeah. emotions. Um, so, yeah, it's all just dependent on the person and that we can't empathize or sympathize towards people but you know once again there's those with autism that empathize and sympathize with everybody all the time you know saying that we don't care about it i saw a study that like uh things like homeless people um in the street apparently there's a lot of people on the spectrum that feel worse walking past them than you know a lot of nt people do like they feel a lot more empathy and sympathy towards just things like that they can't just walk past someone that's homeless and just, you know, think like, ah, well, you know, like how some people can be. Yeah. There's like on the spectrum that it, it makes them like feel like strong emotions towards it when they see stuff like that. So, um, you know, it is what it is. And obviously, yeah, there are those out there that do could feel possibly alone, um, like no thing. So it's, it's not like what me and you say is the standard. You know, we're just giving our opinion on autism yeah and that's why autism awareness week is important because it covers a lot of stuff so uh you know it's good it's just obviously at the moment it's a bit harder to get that information about because like, yeah. most people's news feeds and most newspapers and you know media outlets in general are only talking about one thing at the moment so autism's not getting its uh you know yearly recognition i suppose <laughs> at the moment um but yeah that's it for this week thank you everybody for listening again like i say sorry about no episode last week uh sometimes i know we've done a couple of weeks now where we've just missed episodes out but like i say i can even apologize for that me and scarlet have got stuff on at the moment we have mentioned that we are trying to move and we've got all that going on and obviously with everything that's going on at the moment that's causing some issues with that so sometimes we just we want to do an episode but we just can't fit one in so uh, I know some people have been concerned, especially with everything that's going on at the moment, when we didn't do an episode that, you know, they were worried something had bad happened, had happened to us. But it's not that. It's just, um, it's just, yeah, stuff. Uh, I'm sure it'll go back to normality at some point. Yeah. And just on a final note, because this is something that's really been messing with me and obviously there's a reason behind it, but I'm just going to share it for all you burgers out there because it bugs me. How annoying is it that obviously the coronavirus is COVID-19, mm. but it's the year 2020. Is that messing with anybody else? Like it's almost come a year late. Like it really, I'm, I don't know. I, I think it's something about like a symmetry thing. My burgers it messes with me so much. Like I know it's obviously there's a reason why it's COVID-19. I understand that. And obviously it's a serious thing. I'm not trying to make light of it, but it, but oh. You know why it's called COVID-19 though, right? No. It's because um, obviously 
all viruses, well, all flu-like viruses are all coronaviruses. Yeah. So this isn't called the coronavirus because all forms of flu are a type of coronavirus. And a coronavirus is is just a type of um, viral infection. Right. Um, this is COVID-19 because this is the 19th one right. of this particular thing. So there was one a few years ago that was COVID-18. Okay. Uh, but it's got nothing to do with its year. It's This is the 19th strain or something like that that's been identified fine so it could be like four or five years from now there's another one and that one will be called covid 20 brilliant in time for 2021 probably like, no like i'm saying like, like, no, just, no, i know i know ooh. what you're saying i'm just saying that it's not I know, and I it's just coincidence that. that like that this one if it was called like covid six would you have been fine yeah probably right but it's just because it's, it's too close so to our close. Right, yeah, okay. so close that it just feels wrong oh do you remember that time that covid19 hit back in 2020 oh yeah no it's, it's just it's coincidence it's just because oh. this is the 19th like just wondering if there's any other burgers that have been struggling with this, no, this is every like... time i see it now i think we're in 2019 so like i see it and i think oh okay covid19 fine what's the date today oh it's the 5th of april 2019 no it's not no it's not and it's messed with me i literally have not made that connection whatsoever just want to leave everyone i didn't even realize lovely thought i didn't even realize you were having this problem until now this (laughs) rant you've just done is the first time i've heard that you've been thinking it's 2019 because of this you've not mentioned this no i know because i was keeping it in my head but i just thought i'd share it to see if any other people are Right. Any other burgers are feeling the same way. I see. Yeah, well, that's it for this week. Um, follow us in the usual places. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, I am back on Twitter. I think I said last time I deleted Twitter because it was driving me mad with everything that's been going on. Um, but there has been a Labour leadership election, so I had to turn it back on again just to find out what was going on there. You know, I'm like any... Like, I mean... It is a big political thing, but it's just kind of, it's not really, no one's really talking about it. But, you know, I was looking for it anyway. So I will be back on Twitter. I will try and do stuff. I mean, I've got no excuse at the moment because I am off work for the foreseeable future. So I feel like I should be social mediaing more than I normally do. Um, and also I have replied to emails. So those of you that have been sending emails to the themaspergers at gmail.com email address, if you're not on social media, or if you just want to email us that way, I have been replying to that. So those of you that have sent emails to that thing, you've probably noticed that I have been emailing you back and I have been trying to with the Facebook page and, you know, the Instagram and Twitter. Not that we have much going on there, but they're Asperger's on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter if you want to follow us there. And that's it for this week. We're also open for suggestions because, to be honest, I, with everything that's going on with us, I don't mean the COVID-19 stuff. I just mean all our stuff. We haven't had time to plan our topics or to be like, oh, this is what we're going to talk about. So if anybody's got any suggestions or anything you want us to cover, just message us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or send it to the email. Or you can even post it on the private group that's on Facebook as well, on their mass burgers. Just any ideas you've got, let us know. And if it's something that we've covered before and you want us to cover it again, but like go into specific details, that's also fine, but let us know. Thank you, everybody. Bye.